Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime! Welcome, welcome everyone to this um, November 1st edition of Reckless Speculation. Um, we, we have uh, our college show today. We are talking about the CFP rankings and, of course, uh, the Michigan scandal. Uh, I'll, I'll put that in air quotes because uh, I know our good buddy and uh, Michigan fan tom's got something to do with that so tom welcome yes uh it's interesting to say the least how uh, every day there's just a little bit more that comes out and and this connor stallions fella i'm telling you is he the new james bond i don't know it's it's crazy um it's just it's getting out of control and I don't know what to think of it at this point. Um, we're going to get to it in deep detail, but before we do that, um, on the other side of the Michigan fence is our native Buckeye, Brandon chain. Welcome. (laughs) It couldn't happen to a better team. I love this. Uh, This is just great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to get to it. And, uh, of course, our uh, fourth partner in crime uh, can't work a, uh, a clock or a calendar or a phone. Uh, he is tech, tech, technology challenged. And then uh, hopefully this time change will uh, help him be on time. That, that might, um, yeah. Before we get started, though, a little word from our sponsors. Um. Hey, if you are hurt, if you are unfortunately, you know, rear-ended in a truck wreck or anything like that, and you need um, your day in court, your, your your way of working through the insurance companies and all that, please feel free to call us at Davis, Kessler, and Davis. Um, the number's in the background, 423-267-7000. If you're arrested, I know the holidays are coming up. Um, no one intends to get behind the wheel after having too many beverages, but it does happen. Um, hopefully everyone stays safe, but if, if something that does happen, please give us a call. Um, other sponsor is CNW construction. They do the littlest things to the biggest things. And as you can see here, um, on the screen, you know, pools, full builds, remodels, porches, decks, <clears throat> a little bit of everything, but serving the you know greater Nashville area. You got Brentwood, Franklin, Cool Springs. Nashville is growing every day, and so that those areas keep expanding. Um, but gentlemen, welcome. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, there was some 
situations happening that uh, didn't allow me to be here last week. So uh, glad to be back. Get this thing going again. Um, yeah, and without further ado, hey, Tennessee sitting there at 17th in the uh, initial CFP foot rankings. Um, so I will take a little bit of a back seat and let you guys talk about, you know, the the top four. Um, let's just start about um, overall. Tom, we'll start with you um, since your team is not ranked number one. What were your initial thoughts about the top four? Uh, I, I'm going to say I was a bit surprised. Uh, I, I'm surprised that they didn't, the committee didn't rule Georgia as number one for the simple fact that they're back-to-back college football playoff champions. Uh, they're still undefeated, although they really haven't had uh, much of a test thus far. Um, and Michigan being at three, I, I, I think I look at it this way. I, I think there's a little bit of what's going on at play with the program, and I believe that they're kind of holding judgment until after the Penn State game just to see if if their success is 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 legit or not. Um, so I, I, I can understand that. Um, Ohio State is number one based on their strength of schedule. Um, go to Notre Dame and they win and they, they beat Penn State at home. So um, I, I guess I can't say that I'm surprised. The four teams seem to be right in my estimation. I don't know if if this is a true indication of of – uh, the reality of the top four. But as we've seen in previous years, the top four of the very first college football rankings uh, doesn't look anything remotely like it does at the end of the season. So this is going to change week to week. And I think Michigan stays pretty much where they're at because they haven't really played anybody. And I've been a huge um, opponent of their schedule the past two seasons. So, and I, and I've always said it, it's going to come back to bite them in, in the rear end at some point. Um, it's happening right now, but I think in a couple weeks, three weeks or two weeks when they go to Penn state, we're going to get a good indication on, you know, how good this team really is. And obviously on November 25th, when the, uh, the showdown in Ann Arbor happens. So, um, but for now, I mean, I, I, I think the committee, could have flip-flopped Ohio State with Georgia, but it's really not a big deal at this point. So it's well, it's close enough. Well, and let me follow up on something with you. And you brought it up, and we're going to talk about it more and more. I myself was kind of surprised that Michigan wasn't at four. And I'll tell you why. Because moving them at four, putting them at four in this rankings, if they do – lose you can drop them down pretty far to where they're not in the conversation anymore so i was surprised putting them at three and then they they they're i mean i don't know if florida Florida state doesn't have enough in the tank left to jump them there's just not the acc is terrible so they're gonna stay slotted above fsu i think so I was surprised at that. Were you? I know you said you you didn't. They know that you thought there was some bias of what was going on. But I, I, I thought it was the other way. Yeah, I think I, even though the committee came out and said that 
you know, that that's the NCAA's job to to decide you know, punishment or whatnot if that's going to happen. Their job is to rank the teams. I'm not buying it. I, I feel like there is some sort of a of a notch down for the simple fact of what's happening. But um, when you look at it, the reality is they're trying to avoid uh, a semifinal matchup between Michigan and Ohio State. Um, I, I don't know if the rest of the country outside of Brandon and I would want to see a, a, a back-to-back, so to speak, or, or uh, you know, the, the 25th and then whatever the first round of the, the, the yeah. CFP would be. But um, I, I think they're trying to avoid that. That seemed to be the case last season. Um, so, uh, and, and also, I think they're setting it up to where the loser of the game on the 25th gets out of the uh, yeah. playoff. Because last year, obviously, Ohio State makes it uh, after losing. Um, and I'm not too sure the committee was very happy with the results. Uh, both Big Ten teams, and they both lose out in the – in the first round. So uh, I, I think they're trying to correct their mistake from last year, but you know, again, yeah. I don't think anything, and, and, anything and that, happens. That, that placement last year led to a blowout in the finals, right? which, right. which and it's, it's going to be curious because yeah. we've seen this with Georgia and Alabama, you know, in the previous years, it worked out that Georgia and Alabama both won and they had great games at the end. Sure. But yeah, that that game last year was terrible. Uh, um, yeah, it, Brandon, it was I was sitting in your shoes this time a year ago when Tennessee was number one in the initial football rankings. Um, tell me what your thoughts are about where Ohio State lands in the over, overall top four. I mean, they're they're in the top four in my opinion. You can kind of mix the Michigan, Ohio State. Georgia around, I guess, depending on what you value more, whether it be strength of schedule, eye test, you know, back-to-back champion, whatever it is. Right now, it's just, it's a formality at this point. Um, it's going to play itself out and we're going to find out who who's going to be there. So, yeah, number one, that's, that's probably, it, it was cool to see, but I mean, just because of the, the two signature wins, other than that, like our offense, we still got a lot of work there uh, to do. So um, to call us a number one team right now, we're definitely top four, but I don't know. I've seen some better offenses out there. But now, not to take away from our defense, defense has been phenomenal. Um, you know, obviously a top three defense in the in the country. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, Literally, it's going to play itself out. Yeah. yeah, it's November 25th. I mean, that's uh, that's the game. That mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have had any issue with the top four if it was this time last week. Um, I think what Georgia did to Florida, Florida's not great, but they're still town, and they haven't lost in well, God knows how long. And what Georgia's terrible. been able to do without Brock Bauer yeah, the last I, I, two weeks. I just yeah. don't know how you say – until proven otherwise, they're my number one team. But well, it, like you guys said, it doesn't matter right now. I agree, but, you know, obviously strength of schedule is a huge play in their eyes. So, yeah, you know, but Florida is, let's be honest, they're, they're not a good team this year. They haven't yeah. been a good team. Now, they've well, shown a couple highlights here and there, but they're not a good team. 
and and everyone knows I'm no Georgia apologist, but I think Georgia is getting penalized. You're number two. You're not really getting penalized, but they are getting dinged from something that's out of their control. They were scheduled to play, I think, Oklahoma. And then because they're going to play Oklahoma next year in the SEC, they changed around their schedule. I think I have that right. Um, so the first the first rankings last season had Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, and Clemson 4. So um, two of those four teams obviously didn't make mm-hmm. the uh, – the the college football yeah. playoffs, so it's going to change. So there's going to be a lot of changes, I think. Um, it's a formality. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something that may not be a front. Who got hosed? Brandon, start with you. Washington, obviously. Um, I mean, Pac-12. We said it time and time again. This podcast, they've been the strongest conference in our eyes. Mm-hmm. Now USC's fallen off quite a bit. Um, but Oregon still looks strong, uh, and that win over Oregon, in my eyes, I mean, kind of especially, especially after what Oregon just did to Utah. Yeah, yeah. kind of catapults them uh, up there, I would think. And you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um, Florida State, that's a it's a toss up. Like, I like Washington slightly better, but you know. There's an argument on both sides for who's got that four spot. Yeah. Uh, Tom, what about you? I I, I can't disagree because I, I, I think Washington has has done enough on paper to say that they belong in the top four. And and for the simple fact that the Pac-12 statistically is the best conference in football in the country. So um have they kind of stumbled a little bit the previous couple weeks sure but you know that was bound to happen at some point you know bottom line is they've won they've pulled victories out um but that oregon win really should have propelled them because uh in my mind my eye test right now tells me that oregon might be the best team in college football what they did to utah last week at utah which they hadn't lost a game and i believe it was uh, 18 straight. They, yeah, they, they the haven't lost at home. Play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great uh, student section, the muck. So um, that was – and that game wasn't even close. Right out the rip, Oregon dominated and took took control. And But the eye test tells me it's Oregon. But you know the committee's going to gonna do what they do. And, um, uh, you know, the bottom line here is Big Ten winner – SEC winner, Pac-12 winner, and I think Florida State's going to, you know, or whoever comes out of the ACC maybe, uh, or long shot, another Big Ten or SEC team. Uh, I, I just think that the, the committee has to get it right this year because it's the last year in the four-team format. So um, there might be some butthurt college fans. But do they got to get it right, though? Like, because now I, I, they're yeah. changing? I think like, I think they have to. I I really do. But you know, if they if they it, don't, it's like a rinse and repeat. Like sure. No, well, it's oh well. And it's we're, like, we're getting so, it right so, next year. So yeah. So I, I I mean I think Washington has the best win of this season, beating yeah Oregon, who like you said, Tom, maybe the best team. To me, who got hosed is Oklahoma. Like 
I, I'm not I'm not one of those people know. that says, oh, just because you beat somebody, you're better. Because bad days at the office happen. But are you saying they got hosed because they beat Texas and Texas is now two spots ahead of them? Yes. I still think Texas is a better team. Um now Texas has a better well, I mean, but this is this and this is the interesting part to me. Six through nine or six through ten, even because if Ole Miss goes and beats Georgia. Six through ten is the hardest to rank in my Yeah. Opinion. I mean yeah. like how, how can I, I, Penn State shouldn't be eleven, by the way. I think they should be like fifteen or sixteen. Mm-hmm. I do too. But how how is Oklahoma ever going to jump Texas now? And they beat them. Absent, I mean, I guess the Big Twelve championship game. Big 12, yeah, Big Twelve championship. Um, which you know, depending on what happens ahead of them, could catapult them up there. Uh, yeah, and so so Tom, you left the Big Twelve out of you. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But but I think they got hosed. I thought I and I I and I'm gonna go back. I, and I realize I did that. No, I think the Big Twelve winner, um, possibly gets in. It's 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 going to be a toss up between the the Big Twelve and the ACC winners coming yeah. to to, well, to fill that last spot. The, so. If LSU, okay, let's let's all right, let's right now. Tom, you've kind of given a little bit of a, a preview, but where do you where do you think it ends up? Where where do the four come from? <laughs> Barring any uh, Big Ten intervening or NCAA saying we're going to shut down Ann Arbor, um, I think Michigan ends up number one. I think. Gosh, I, I'm not sold on Georgia winning, winning the SEC. Um, I think, I think Oregon number two. Uh, gosh, um, I'm going to put it back up on the screen. Um, Oregon number two. Oh man, give me. I think Alabama's going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. So Alabama number three, and then we'll go, man, I'm going to go Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma will beat Texas in the, in the, in the, the big 12 because you, the, you were, you were injury. I think that really is going to come, come into play. All right. So I'm going to press you on this now. So is Georgia going to lose besides Alabama? I I I think they lose to Tennessee. I do. I I do. So that could change a lot of things. That could change a lot of things. So, um, I I I will say I I feel like uh, Milton has been playing better. I think they've kind of dummied down the offense a little bit for him, uh, and he's looked better. Um, the first half against Alabama, he looked. They looked really good, but then forgot to come out of the. Yeah, the, who does Florida the State lose to? Oh man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I just, I, I don't think Florida State's the number four team in the country. I, okay. I just, I, I just don't. Brandon, but Brandon, before I get to your, your, where you think we end up this year, does an undefeated Florida State team have a seat at the table? Well, they're there right now. I mean, yeah. how can you take uh, them out? That's I tough. Mean, 
How do you take them out? Let's say LSU loses this weekend in Alabama. LSU is going to beat Alabama this weekend, in my opinion. That's a little foreshadowing for Bet Your Nuts. Let's just say they don't. LSU drops out of the top 25. Florida State has no top 25 wins. They don't, but they're the head of the ACC. And when they boat race Clemson again in the championship, well, Clemson probably won't even be in the championship. No, it'll be – Probably Louisville. Louisville, Louisville yeah. or Louisville. yeah, Louisville. Well, they'll they'll beat them. Uh, I mean, they're already That's, there. Like you can't just you can't take them out for winning. Like who are they going to lose to? All right. Well, okay, okay. Uh, all right. Give me your give me your final four right now. Where you, where do you see it going? <laughs> well, that's number four. Um, I could see. Oregon or Washington sneak in, depending on what the Big Ten does. Um, after we beat Michigan in Ann Arbor, I think we'll be number two, and I think Georgia will be number one. Uh, if 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 that happens, Brandon, there's uh, there's no question you'd be number one in my in my opinion. I know I was being yeah humble. I guess <laughs> we shouldn't be number one right now. It would have been so, better so, to chase. So, so you have the Big Twelve right? getting getting knocked out. I just think the committee the committee yeah. looks at strength of schedule, and I think they're really going to pay attention to conference they, strength, and that's why I don't know yeah. if the ACC gets in. I, I don't, and and I see where you're coming from. Um, I know, it's, but it's going to be interesting. To knock them out, though. Right? It is. It's point. very hard. It's very hard. Unless there's like they, some unbelievable right. game out of the Big Twelve that you know. All right. All right. Here, here's in. a scenario for you guys. Um. Big Big Ten winner, they're in. Michigan, Ohio State, whoever it is, they're in. Um, and let's say Pac-12's been the best conference all year long. Pac-12 winners in. If Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. No, you want two SEC teams in again. Huh? No, no, I'm just saying, how far can you not Georgia? Out. <laughs> Out. You're gonna you're gonna knock a, yeah. you're gonna knock a two time defending champ with one loss against a playoff team out of the playoff. Who who's Georgia played this, this year? That's their well, t- they, toughest got, test might be this weekend. Yeah, they've got three three ranked teams coming up. Yeah. So but I mean we'll but, see how that gauntlet goes. But, uh, but yeah. But how so you you keep Florida State in. I don't think it's I test worthy, but based on, you know, what they go by and strength of schedule, blah, blah, blah. And then conference champions is a big deal. If you don't win your conference championship, unless Alabama was already like up there, you know, and then you lose late in the season to, you know, a number five team or something, then yes, you can still stay in, but what is, I don't even know what's Bama ranked right now. Like eight? they're ranked eighth behind Texas eighth? and Oregon. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They there's a lot of hypotheticals, and they they got their work cut out again. That's the whole thing of changing the four teams because there's always one or two teams that deserve to be there as well, and that could win. I mean, legit could win. Um, you know, who's the who's the 
Tom, who's the longest shot that can still get in? Ooh. Hmm. I I think it, it, it could be Louisville. Louisville or Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, That's mine. Because, I mean, Ole Miss only has one loss against Alabama. Um, so if they run the table the rest of the way, you know what? You're, you're looking at an SEC champion, Ole Miss. The, the committee loves the SEC, whether people want to admit it or not. So whoever oh, wins yeah, the SEC sure. is going to be in. I don't so, think anyone won't admit that. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think I think this conversation um, would include Louisville, no question, if not their hiccup against Pitt. But uh, them sitting at 13, uh, they're probably the most realistic long shot. So, um, but if they if they beat Pitt, you know, a couple weeks ago, you're you're questioning: Are they worthy of being in the top four at this point? Um, well, okay, so. All right, so Brandon, here's here's a question for you: of these three, of these four, who has the best chance? Ole Miss, Penn State, Missouri, or Louisville? Penn State, if things go right, they win the Big Ten East. How? Because if they beat Michigan, if they and beat then Michigan, Michigan loses to Ohio State, State. If it's if they're all three one losses, it goes. The team that has the best win over the other division, so that would be Penn State's win over Iowa. Very weird tiebreaker. Well, thank God that scenario is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have to think about that. No, um, not at all. I'm just going to forget you even said that. I, mean, <laughs> where I award you, you no up. points, and you were all dumber for listening <laughs> to what you just said. That was terrible. That was terrible. That's, you know, uh, long shot for sure for me is Ole Miss. I mean, really, they got a, a decent shot. The stars could align for them. Um to, to jump in there. So that would be my long shot. The rest of it's kind of chalk. I mean, it, it's going to play itself out. Um, well, could Missouri, could Missouri get there? They got Georgia and if <clears throat> we'll have this conversation next week, if they beat Georgia, then yes. Then and how far do they there. move up? And how they beat Georgia they and then have a, can beat Alabama. They're not going to beat Georgia though. Let's be realistic. <laughs> That game's in Missouri. I think it's closer. It's it's 16 points for a reason. Now, maybe Missouri covers there or whatever, and that's fine. Georgia's not losing that game. I don't don't see it either. Um, All right. Well, um, I guess real quick, which conference is in the best position to get two in? Big Ten. Yeah, I I, 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 I agree, but I don't I don't know if the committee wants to do that. I I think well, the problem is the scandal behind Michigan right now. That's the issue, and that's going to be their bailout. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because I, the reality is, if you want if you want a a, a competitive uh, final. You put Michigan against Ohio State, regardless of what happens on the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. 
you make that your matchup uh, because you're going to get a, a, a dynamite rematch. Mm-hmm. And then the winner there is clearly the, the first or second best team in the country. So you're going to pair them up with an Oregon or a Washington. So um, I, I think that that's grounds for a really good uh, CFP. But I think you're right, Brandon. I think no matter what happens, I think there's going to be some points lost in Michigan's mm-hmm. favor due, due to this, um, you know, uh, unfortunate situation. It's the last year that it matters, but just real quickly in y'all's opinion, did the big 10 make a mistake keeping the Ohio state Michigan game the last game of the season? No, no. It, it'll always be that way. And if it isn't, then it's not right. Exactly. It, it has to be the last game of the season. Like, you yeah. know, I've heard I've heard debates against else. it. <laughs> no, I've heard debates against it. When they but, decided to do that stupid uh leaders and whatever conference legends thing. And leaders yeah, legends and, and leaders. They were talking yes. about making the game earlier in the season and uh the outrage of both fan bases over it uh, uh yeah, basically changed not. their opinions. Yeah. So no, it, it it could never not be the last Saturday in November. It's a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. All right. So I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think the Pac 12 is in the best position to get two teams in. I think Florida State trips up, and um, I don't think they're putting Michigan in the playoff unless they go undefeated. If they if they lose to Ohio State, they're not they're not getting in. I agree um, with that. And then, all right. So speaking of big blue, um, yeah, we've all heard about it. Look, there is things going around. There are rumors every day, rumors, speculation. That's what we're here to do, recklessly do. Um, if you've been living under a rock, um, <laughs> just briefly recap, Michigan has been accused of hiring some guy who I wish we had the SEC shorts just clip to play um just <laughs> hiring this guy to come steal signs or video videotape the opposing opponent signs on on the other yard line or other sideline they would get get uh tickets and just sit there and watch the 50 yard line um brandon i'll, I'll start with you this has got to be very <laughs> humorous for you to oh, kind of see crazy. uh this smoke this fire but i will note there's been nothing that Michigan has put out yet that refutes these allegations. They can't. They're not allowed to talk about it. Okay, we'll get to you, Mr. Defense Attorney. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon what, 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 what do you got to say? What a shit show is <laughs> going on here. So initially, the allegations came out. Sign stealing. Okay, so what? Everyone steals signs. It's part of an in-game process. Like, you're trying to get an edge. You're trying to look and see what they're calling. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Well, then it just evolves from there. And now there's a guy buying tickets. Okay, that's not even that bad. All right, you go sit in a stadium. That's your right. You can go watch a game. And if you happen to pick up a few signs, whatever. But the infiltration on the (laughs) sidelines. That's not Dressed up as one of the guys. I don't know. ESPN was going at it. Pretty I, hard. First off, ESPN. We're, we're, we're going to have to go around the horn and get 
Tom a mute button for this. Sec- anything, this anything that comes from ESPN or Pete Thamel is all clickbait. It's all misinformation. <laughs> well, I'm going to pass along this misinformation because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> if it gets to that point, obviously that's beyond and above um, than just doing sense. But, you know, whatever. I have no problem with recording a game from the stands. Like anybody can do that and post it on any social media site and you can pick up anything you want off of it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that this is going on and it's such a spectacle, just it tickles me to no end. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. And then the fact that Harbaugh won't answer any questions. Apparently Tom says he's not allowed to, um, you know, he's sitting in the press conference and they're asking him all these questions and he's like, yeah, we feel real good. Team feels good. Uh, we're regenerated and, uh, you know, blah blah blah. But it's like what? That <laughs> like, Harbaugh's not going to answer it anyway. So he's he's a no, weird fellow to begin with. <laughs> exactly. So I I just find this whole thing just uh, so. Well, Brandon, Brand, on a scale of one to ten, how big of a deal is this? I mean, well, let, 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 let me rephrase. How how big of a deal for this is it for Michigan? So it depends on what truth is in the allegations where the truth lies that depends on how big the deal it is now if they really gave this guy money and he goes around and he's like trying to infiltrate sidelines and he's doing all this other stuff now that's a big deal that's going above and beyond you know what you would consider sign stealing um but everyone everyone's trying to get an advantage and look at see what the signs and signals are and trying to you know map it out or decipher what what they are that's fine. That's gamesmanship. That's part of it. But, you know, to pay a guy and it's all secretive and he's, you know, on the sideline. First off, Secret if that's true, is, uh... if that's true, like how the hell is he like part of the staff on the sidelines? Of the badge? <laughs> that is just so funny to me. So I'm having a ball with this at this time. Just because I'm, so. I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad. Um, well, Tom, this, this is this is this has been. This scandal is on top of uh, him being suspended, self-imposed suspension for the first three games of the season. What is the mood in uh, Wolverine land? Well, I'm going to start off by saying this. If they're found to be... This is the rest of the show, by the way. Tom's monologue (laughs) here. If if they're found... (laughs) If there's evidence that they committed wrongdoing, then absolutely... Ha- bring the hammer of justice down on them. I'm not going to sit here as a Michigan fan and think, make excuses this and excuses that. If they're found to, to, to be in violation of the rules, then absolutely. Whatever the punishment is is, is served to be fit, then, then they deserve it. But I think there's a situation here with Jim Harbaugh, and, and, and if anyone's listened or watched this show before, they know me. I am not a very big Jim Harbaugh fan. I fell out of favor with him a long time ago. Um, he has since uh, made improvements uh, in my my feelings towards him by doing what I felt like he should have did from day one, hiring the right coaches. He finally did that three years ago, and here we are. So I, I, I feel like he's one to not accept the the basic answers. I think he he pushes the envelope envelope and he ruffles a lot of people's feathers. 
obviously what happened with uh, Cheeseburger Gate, uh, his his open opinion about how schools make money, these tight TV contracts that they get billions of dollars and and they don't share it with the players. He's very outspoken on that. He's not the very uh, best friend of the NCAA. We'll say that. So I, I think we have a situation where somebody threw something into the fire and it and, and uh, let's face it, the fan bases have taken it uh, to the nth degree on Twitter specifically. I know I've gotten into some uh, some heated arguments with some um, fake Buckeye fans. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, and some Michigan state people, but I, I, I think this is, this is a, a situation where social media has made this thing so big, so big. And it's the only thing anyone's talking about. And yes, a picture comes out of central Michigan sideline when they played Michigan state. And there's a guy on there who resembles Connor Stallions. It's not Connor Stallions. Because four days prior to that picture being taken, there was a team photo of Connor Stallions has got a shaved head. And we, miraculously, we, we he has some hair. Elon Musk jet tracking stuff going what, on yeah, here. Right. Where is so, this? Where, if, where you're, is if you're going to be in a disguise, wouldn't you wear a wig too? Though? Yeah. You know, you could. Yeah, well, it wasn't a wig. wig. You could see. That. You could see there was hair, and it, it, it's well, it's just I'm saying, but, a wig and a hat. You know. But here's well, the thing. I mean, he probably. I mean, he wasn't wearing a Michigan jersey, so he probably wasn't him. <laughs> and and of course, <laughs> the speculation only gets deeper when. Who was the, the, the wide receiver coach at Michigan four years ago? McElwain, who's the head coach of Central Michigan. So, of course, social media is going to take this and run wild with it. Hey, but hey, hey, let- as a Vols fan, we have we have been screaming this from the first day we heard about the cash in McDonald's bags. He didn't – Jerry Pruitt didn't invent that. He learned it from somebody. But the bottom line here is Pete Thamel went on record and went on ESPN game day to say that the NCAA was in Ann Arbor interviewing coaches. That was a bold-faced lie. That never happened. The only people that were involved in Ann Arbor, the FBI for Matt Weiss, who was the OC last year, who was terminated for uh, all indications. He's a sick son of a you-know-what. Uh, found a lot of things on his computer. So you have a lot of people in high places of journalism that are making these bodacious claims. And and it, it's just, it it's crazy to me. But well, I, I, I just, I, I want to, to it to play out. And I know I've taken heat from uh, a Notre Dame fan for my admittance of saying, let's let's have the evidence play out. Let's see what happens. And then if, if they did something wrong, punish them. But I, I think a lot of people are jumping into conclusions, including Michigan fans, and uh, it's just gotten out of control. And, and, I, and I, I was watching a show earlier today, and I think this summed it up perfect. Um, if Harbaugh did something wrong, he's got to go. If the coaches did something wrong, they got to go. But who's, who's the one entity that this hurts the most? And it's the players. So now mm-hmm. the players are going into a huge game next weekend against Penn State. They've got a big monkey on their, their shoulders. And then obviously November 25th, the, uh, uh, this isn't going anywhere. So it's only going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. But the, 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 the bottom line here is 
you know, the, the players, the student athletes are the ones that are really going to be punished if death penalty is ensued or, or they're not able to play in the uh, uh, big Ten championship game, which all these people are, are claiming, but um, let's, let, let's pump the brakes again. I've taken heat for my comment of that, which is fine. I'll eat crow if it comes down to it, but um, definitely a situation of, of, of social media taking it and just making it, making a mountain out of a molehill basically. Um, and that's going to soapbox, but and that we social media is its own just evil empire. But yeah, like, and then I don't understand why these people, not throwing out any names, but these people who work for publications can just tweet their own opinions and the editors can just ignore it and be like, well, you can't write that for our paper, or our publication but you can just tweet it on your own as your own individual and there's no consequences. But and mind you, mind you real quick, not to cut you off. Yeah. The guy that broke this story, he's the one that broke the Manti Teo fake girlfriend story who rolled with for like six months on a story that was complete false, was complete lies. He's the one that has broke Pete Thamel is, is the InfoWars version of sports broadcast. Just to clear it up, he broke the story that the girlfriend was fake or he's the one that wrote about the story of the girlfriend. He was, he was writing about the story of the girlfriend. Okay. All right. So big, big, big that, difference. That, big difference. That yeah. tells you big the difference. caliber, the caliber of yeah. journalists that we're dealing with here. Um, so, yeah. so, so th- th- this is what's popped out to, in my mind. Um, why are none of the other coaches being like, <laughs> Oh, this is clearly a fireable or like, this is, cheating this is this is i mean i know if in, in my profession uh just no one cares but we're not attorneys aren't allowed to solicit people that we know need legal help so like if i see yeah. someone if someone's in a car wreck in front of my office i can't go I'm help you sue the person that hits you if i heard of people doing that i would be pissed off and be like that's against the rules um no, no coaches are at least on record as saying that. And that to me, well, one, is everybody doing this <laughs> or is it not a big deal? Brandon, what are your thoughts? I think it's, I, I think it's like the coaches are, you know, jury still out kind of mentality. Like, yeah, everyone is trying to get an edge and look at the science, blah, blah, blah. But, like, how deep does this go? How much is BS? You know, what's coming out? Like, there's no reason to make a statement about it at this point until evidence comes out. Like, let them finish their investigation and figure out what's going on. Like, it's it's dumb. Like, all it is is clickbait at this point for all these social media outlets, all the news stations, especially ESPN, uh, the First take, did, I don't know if you guys saw that today at all. I mean, it was just a parade and like Feinbaum was on there just ripping uh, Michigan and Stephen A. It, it was just, and they're like, this is a disgrace. And blah. it's like, there's no who evidence two, yet. Who two weeks like, ago, they were defending it. Yeah. Right. Whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty, that is no longer. Not in this day and age. Uh, well, well, uh, I will uh, say, uh, 
Like, and I'm not sticking up for Michigan because I, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's just about the truth at this point. Like, there's no, there's, where's the evidence? Let, let's get all the evidence and quit photoshopping or you know, collaborating on whatever. But it well, wouldn't hurt you know, my feelings if Michigan burned. <laughs> whenever, whenever you, whenever you hear about some of that, and you go back and look, or you look at things that are going on. Um, I know at Tennessee games. When they're calling the plays, they put up these big black curtains um, around the play, like to not block the players, but they do block the stands from seeing what's happening. And so you got it. I mean, at first I thought it was just extreme paranoia. And then I'm thinking, well, yeah, I mean, this probably does go on. And then you think, because the three of us, we are both NFL and college football fans. Now, some of our audience may only be college football fans. And if you don't know this, then in the NFL, there's radios, and you just call the plays from your mic to the you, quarterback's headset, and he relays You have up to, to 15 the, seconds on the play clock. Yeah, and then, he, relay, the and then you, you, he relays them to the players, and they get up, and they can still audible and stuff like that. Yeah, there's no signs or whatever. Right. It's so, just you say, hey, run this play. And so okay. when you think about like um if the if if the instead of the NCAA coming and Tom you alluded to this, the NCAA, if they do come in and they do punish Michigan, they're gonna be punishing future kids that are playing mm-hmm. there. And so if you want to affect change, you affect change by change the technologies area, changing the rules of how you call plays don't punish a program in the future because of it and let's just say everything is true because a coach did you know x y and z what are your thoughts about that uh, i think matt rule summed it up perfectly um and there's coaches and and he wouldn't go into detail of of who flat out don't want to do this which doesn't make any sense to me. But I, I think the bottom line is this is going to spark a lot of interest in the offseason, the rules committee, to, to almost force uh, these coaches' hands to, to put the in-helmet in communications in. Because, like he said, they have them in high school and they have them in pros. Why not in college? I mean, college is, in, in some markets, it's, it's more uh, marketed than the NFL. So – you, you have a product that can be dummied down by a uh, a guy off the street, in a sense. Yeah, he was yeah. a Marine, but he's come in and il- infiltrated other coaching circuits and deciphered signs and, and matched it up with uh, the, the film that the NCAA puts out. Um, I've got to believe there's more people out there doing that. I can't imagine, although this guy seems like he's um, – might be a, a bit of a psychotic fan having a 600-page manifesto about Michigan football. That's that's a whole nother level, whole nother conversation. But if that's happening, college football has a huge problem because there's a way to avoid that, and it's I, I in comic communication. I have not heard about the 600-page manifesto. This yeah, may need crazy. to be an entire show. So somehow a third Wait, on, party... Go, let's make it an entire show. I, I, am, I, I want... <laughs> Is it is it publicly available? It, it's speculation at this point because there was a third party 
uh, hired that somehow got a hold of his hard drives. And within that hard drive, allegedly, um, there was a 600-page manifesto how he had planned on becoming the head coach of Michigan football and how he would uh, go about doing that. So uh, the, the, the guy – I've never wanted uh, to read anything more. The guy essentially – uh, was volunteering with the football team for a couple years. He made his presence known, and um, they kind of took a liking to him. This is all the reports that I'm hearing. And he needed a way to make money, and what has come out of this thing, supposedly he had purchased a house, rented it out, slept in his car so he could make more money, and uh, that's how he was able to afford to, to buy tickets and, and send. Oh, people this is this is the alleged, the alleged film. Or this is you... this is the alleged uh, situation with Connor Stallions. So um, I, clearly, this has not been made public record officially. These are all secondhand stories. And I think the interesting part is who commissioned the third party investigation. And what's the legalities of that? That you you got a hold of someone's computer unknowingly. There's there's got to be some whole nother uh, situation when it comes to that. So I I, I think I it, I'll come back to. This is a situation that has just evolved, with nobody really knowing the facts. Uh, that is the definition of today's social media, and shame on me. Shame on. Uh, Spartan fans, shame on Ohio State fans that have just made this thing a powder keg, uh, which has created a lot of speculation about the situation that who knows it's true. But I think there still is so much to come out. I don't think we'd get to the bottom of this situation for a year, maybe longer, because you know how the NCAA works. But I think there's just so much information and so much evidence that still needs to be uncovered. Uh, rushing to judgment would be probably the wrong thing to do in this situation. All right. So before we get to bet your nuts and make some people some money, Tom, if the premise is Jim Harbaugh is not the head coach at Michigan next season, is it his choice or Michigan's choice? I think it's his choice. We're, right now, where we stand right now, that's fair. Yeah, what we I know think now. it's I, I think it's it'll be his choice. Because here's another false report that came out by Mr. Pete Thamel two days ago that the uh regents, the board of regents rescinded their offer. Yeah, a, I, I, there I was that. never I A there that. was there was never an offer. Right. And B, Santa Ono, whose first thing he did when he became president of the University of Michigan last year was we're gonna get this football program where it needs to be. I, I have faith in Jim Harbaugh, and I'm going to show him that we want him here. And he's pressured Ward Manuel to, to get him this extension. So he went to the Board of Regents on Sunday morning and said, get it done immediately. And they were unanimous in their decision to uh, put together an extension. It hasn't been released what that extension is, and we don't know if Jim Harbaugh's actually seen it or if he plans to sign it. But another another story that came out by this reporter that was debunked, which created a whole nother hailstorm 
on uh, on Sunday, or actually it came out on Saturday that it was rescinded. But the reality was it was paused, and we don't even know if that was true. But it's just it it's it's mind blowing to me. Sounds like sport talk sports talk radio uh, easy money up there at the moment. Um, all right, now boys, let's make some kids some money. It's time for bet your nuts. All right, we're talking five games this week. It's a, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty decent slate. Nothing great, but there's a few big games. Um, we're gonna start down in Austin, where K State goes to Texas. Texas is getting or minus four and a half points. Um, we saw where they're at the at the in the football rankings. They can't afford to drop any. Um, Tom, what do you got for this one? I think prior to last week, uh, there was a little uncertainty how Texas would come out. Uh, it seems like their backups uh, met the call. They, he played really well. This game's in Austin. Uh, K-State's a good story, but I, I, I think you're going into a buzzsaw down there. And um, I, think, I think this game could be about a touchdown win. So give me, give me the Longhorns. Brandon, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. I think this is a result of Quinners being injured and um, not available. So, so I think it's a 10-point game here. I mean, Texas is rolling right now. I like Texas for sure. I like Kansas State, but you guys convinced me into Texas. Um, I don't want to – I just don't really like Texas, but so I'm not going to let my biases uh, – <laughs> Take hold. So we are so the triple on Texas. Next, we have a team that I said was going to lose four games in Notre Dame at Clemson, who has lost four games. And you've got Clemson plus three at home, a place they rarely lose. But this is what seems to be the wheels falling off of a prominent program here in the last decade. Um, Brandon, we'll start with you. Give me Notre Dame all day. Clemson is God awful. And they screwed my parlay in Vegas last week. First game out of the stint. I won every other game except for that one. They screwed. Mm. They're terrible. Clemson, I, feel, I feel like there should be awful. two, two, two mercy rules in Vegas. If you get, Every game of your parlay wrong, you should win. And if you only miss by one, get half your money back. Dude, I had a 19 parlay and it, oh, I gosh. killed it. I, I did. It was crazy. I just, you know, I threw like 15 bucks on it, but I could have won $1,200. And Clemson was the only one that lost. Wow. So wow. For, the, for those of you who aren't watching, I about just spit my drink out all over my <laughs> <I did. head. laughs> Well, it's like when in Vegas, you know, I was like, ah, let's go. So I went to the uh, car and I did that. Tom, who do you got? I, I think we all know uh, the Dabo era uh, could possibly coming to an end here very soon. His, um, his stance on, uh, NIL, his his unwillingness to embrace it, 
reflects his current record of four and four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, with that being said, I don't think he loses this week. Uh, home game, his back is against the wall. He's cornered. Uh, his own fans on his radio show called up to, uh, today or this week and said, how are we paying you $11.5 million <laughs> a year uh, for a 4-4 four and four record? Uh, uh, and he pretty much didn't have a whole lot to say about it, but I think they find a way to rally behind their coach. Um, and, and Notre Dame is they've, – yeah, they've looked really good the last two weeks. They, they, they destroyed Pitt last week. So, but on the road, it's kind of a different story. So I think they go into death Valley and, and Clemson comes out with the win. So give me Clemson. Oh, so for you gamblers, if you want a little extra juice, Clemson money line, Tom says. Yeah. Give me Clemson. Um, I'm with you, Tom. I think Dabo is at the end of the road, but I don't think it ends here. Notre Dame still is going to lose four games. So I am going Clemson at home. Woo! I'm the lone wolf on this one. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, the wolf. <laughs> now we have UGA. I'm so bitter about Clemson, so they need to lose every game and just UGA at home minus number sixteen. We have the two versus the number twelve ranked team. I think is it Missouri yeah. twelve or thirteen? Yep. Missouri's Missouri's twelve. Um, Good story. Brandon, are you? Laying the 16 with the dogs? Man, this is a tough one for me. Um, Georgia's starting to come into... Is that the 330 game? They're... Uh, no, I bet that yes, it's, uh, it's okay. 330. It's 330. So Alabama yeah. LSU's at night then, I guess. It is 330. Yeah. 745. So, yeah, I mean, 16's still a lot of points. Missouri's been playing good. I still, oh man, I'm I'm such a t- I'm a coin flip here. So 50-50, give me Missouri just because I want to see George lose. So but you're going Missouri the game. Yeah, Missouri to cover. George is going to win the game. All right, Tom, I'm I'm following suit. I think uh, I think 16 is a huge number. Missouri's played really well. Their defense is strong. Um, this game being in Georgia gives them the advantage. So I, I do think Missouri covers here. Um, 10, 13-point game, but 16 seems really high to me. Um, not having Brock Bauer hasn't really affected them the last couple of weeks, but it will at some point. Maybe it's this week. Maybe it's in a couple of weeks against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But I think Missouri will cover here. I think Georgia solidifies themselves as the best team in the country this week. I think going, this is too big for Missouri to chew. Going to Athens, it's going to be um, – is game day there this weekend? Where's game day? Game day is in Tuscaloosa. Oh, for Alabama LSU. All right. Well, Kirby Smart's the happiest coach in America this week. They got slided after winning two two championships in a row. I think Georgia comes out and, and beats them down. All right. You're All right. the lone wolf there. All right, so Raj, who can't be too busy to show up, um, we got this game for him. Washington, their first road test at Southern Cal. 
Um, I'll go Seven, first on this one. 7.30 kick. So Hopefully this game, isn't on the Pac-12 network. <laughs> yeah, night game, Southern Cal. Unfortunately, Southern Californians don't care about college football. I think this is really the death knell on Caleb Williams. Any kind of talk of Heisman, if there is any more. Uh, UW sets themselves up as the as a, as a top four team. Uh, give getting points, even though it's on the road. I will take Washington. Brandon. Yeah, I'll follow you there. I think um, I think USC could get embarrassed in this game. To be honest, uh, Caleb Williams, his talk of Heisman is gone. Uh, USC just has not looked good as a as a whole unit this year. So I think it's a I think it's a blowout. Yeah, uh, Tom. USC, I think I saw somewhere they're the 130th ranked defense in the country. Gave up 49 points to Cal last week, and it took a miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, um, uh, mm-hmm. Cal goes for two. They miss it. USC gets the win. Um, Washington's not Cal. The fact that this is only a three and a half point spread is. Kind of the mind-boggling stat of the week here. I think this could be a two touchdown, maybe 17-point win yeah. for Washington. I think they jump out on them early and often. Um, clearly, Washington needs a huge win because they know Oregon's nipping at their heels even though they just beat them. So um, the Caleb Williams uh, talk will come to an end. I, I firmly believe he's kind of – uh, cemented himself as the the villain of the season, and I don't think it stops this week. So Washington, big. Yeah, th- th- this would this would be if you're gonna bet both nuts on one pick, this would be the pick I would bet on for sure, hundred percent. Um, yep. All right, so now we go to where game day is going to be. Um, LSU in Tuscaloosa, night game, Alabama hosting and getting. Minus three points. Trivia question. Who is the only quarterback to beat Nick Saban two times in a row? Joe Burrow. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Joe Burrow? Yeah. It is not Joe Burrow. Your favorite quarterback. So Tom's got to be a Tennessee quarterback. Let me see. Uh, the only quarterback it? to beat beat him twice. Um, I don't know who who's the LSU quarterback. <laughs> I, I'll give Travis? you a hint. It's, yeah, I'll no, give you a hint. Travis. It's in y'all's conference. Oh, in the Big Ten, who's only beat him twice? Current current quarterback. No, 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 no. The only quarterback ever to beat him twice in a row. Oh. Huh. Is it uh, um, JT or or? Uh, um, a Buckeye no, quarterback? Wouldn't, like, wouldn't no. We only beat him once. I'll give know. you. I'll give you a hint. It's an impossible place to win on the road. Oh, um, uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. There oh. you go. Yeah. When he was at Michigan State. Yeah. No, he played at Purdue. 
No, no, no. When Saban no. was at Michigan State. Oh, Saban when was Saban at was at Michigan State. State. Yeah. Oh. See, he threw the curveball there. Like, we were trying to think who played Alabama, but it was yeah. Yeah. actually who played at Michigan State. All yeah. right. So, what do you got? You got us. Does, does, uh, oh, God, it's, what's the yeah, LSU quarterback name? Has he become the second one? Daniels. Since, uh, Daniels. Does, does Daniels become the second quarterback to beat Saban twice in a row? Um, Alabama is not going to lose two home games in the same season. Uh, man of the family will <laughs> not go in Tuscaloosa uh, and, and pull out a victory. I think Alabama – on the backs of their defense and their run game, because I, I, I still don't trust Milrow. I think he does just enough, but their defense gets the job done here. Brandon? Man, I really want LSU to win this game, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I like three points. I would take Bama here, even though I don't want to. Um, I will make it unanimous. Uh, yeah, I think it's close, but I think Alabama gets a late score, gets some calls, weird, um, and and covers the spread. What are you saying, weird for? I wonder. Uh, Has some guy on the sidelines filming signs. Oh yeah, with with this Ray Bands with camera. Right. Speaking of late calls, side note: I was playing Madden last night. My my wife's out of town, so I'm a bachelor, so I'm playing Madden. I'm in overtime. I get called for roughing the passer. I'm like, is that even a thing in video games? Like, <laughs> and I lose in overtime. Talk about seems bad o- Alabama. Seems calls. oxymoronic. Um, yeah. So, all right, boys. Final thoughts. Um, we will let uh, Tom go last, since uh, I'm sure he may have some. Um, I'll start off. Uh, just happened right before we got on air. Um, the news of Bobby Knight passing um, took the college sports world. Stole my thunder. Uh, I, w- I went. I spent some time in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, Bob Bobby Knight was a complicated, disciplined, undisciplined individual. I've read his book. Um, read articles all about him, just an interesting, interesting, complex individual, but no doubt one of the, I mean, top 10 coaches in sports history, I think in my, at least in my opinion. Um, so, uh, rest in peace, Bob Knight and, um, yeah, Brandon. Well said, man. Um, I think we're all probably going to say a little something on that. So I'll I'll keep it short. Just, yeah, Bob Knight. I mean, what a transcending coach he was in in the basketball world in general, not just college, but, um, you know, 83 long years. That's that's a good life. I hope I make it to 83. So um, RIP for sure. Uh, But one other thing on a good note, my Buckeyes are number one. Let's go, baby. <laughs> All right. Tommy Toes, we'll leave it to you. Uh, my final words today, uh, there's three words. Fake-ass fans. And what I mean by that is 
I've kind of come into a situation with people coming at me about this Michigan scandal that are Buckeye fans and have no allegiance, have no affiliation, have no reason to be Buckeye fans other than they're a winning program. And what program wasn't winning prior to the two years? Michigan. So I have a problem with fair-weathered fans. If you're not true to who you, yourself, if you have no affiliation, Brandon, your family's born and raised in Ohio, you're 100% uh, uh, scarlet and gray, through and through. I respect that. I could be the same way. My father is born and raised in Ohio. He's a Buckeye fan to the core. I decided in my early teen years, I wanted to follow the team that I grew up with, Michigan. So I just have a really big problem with people coming at me that have no affiliation to a program other than they're winning. Uh, and I think as a fan base, that's embarrassing. And uh, I, I, there's a whole lot of things that I could say, a whole lot more I could say, because there's an individual that is also the fan of a hockey team that's on the other side of the country. So, um, <laughs> and, and I've been hit hard from these people and, and it has taken every fiber of my being to not chomp back, but I digress. Uh, be better. And if your team's losing, stand by them. I never lost my fandom of Michigan. I still was uh, going to Ann Arbor. I still was rooting for them the last Saturday of November, knowing damn well we were going to get boat raced. But you know what? That's okay. Because I'm a Michigan man through and through. I always will become win, lose, or draw. Well said. Yes, very Big well said. fans. <laughs> uh, well, all right, gentlemen. Um, until next week. Um, we'll see how we do. Uh, I've got our wagers in my super official system. Um, and then we'll go and uh, if you guys really want to make some money, parlay all of my bets. Um, all right. We're, we're <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, subscribe, follow, do all the th fancy things below these podcasts that you see. There we go. Facebook, TikTok. Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I got to get right. that new logo on there. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think, I think YouTube is going to be the only one that's free here coming pretty soon. So Good. follow us on YouTube, like, subscribe. Absolutely. Tune in for our NFL show. Yes. That'll be yes. tomorrow yes. tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Yes, this yep. should be dropping on. This is live. We're live, live right now. We are. We are. We our, are our, live. Nothing our, like our, it. Our NFL show is tomorrow night at 7. There we go, yep. folks. We are live, but then our NFL show is tomorrow. Obviously, I'm on top. All right. Thank you very much. Go Blue. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers. Cheers.